One of the answers would be that if if maybe the essence of humanity is to be free, to make your own decisions. And then that's where she becomes sentient. Welcome to the Brothers Random Show. My name is Travis. I'm Michael. And we are two ordinary brothers discussing extraordinary ideas and some random shit. Some of the topics that we discuss on this show range from theology, masculinity, movies, philosophy, books, pop culture, and many other subjects. We often talk about the people we admire and the wisdom that they share, people such as Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who we believe is the sage of our time. Michael, why are we here? Today, we are talking about um, doing a movie review of Ex Machina. How long until we get to this estate? We've been flying over this estate for the past two hours. Caleb, I'm just going to throw this out there so it's said, okay? You're freaked out. You're freaked out to be meeting me, having this conversation in this room at this moment, right? But can we just get past that? The whole employer-employee thing? It's good to meet you, Nathan. It's good to meet you too, Caleb. This building isn't a house. It's a research facility, and I want to talk to you about what I'm researching. You want to see something cool? You are dead center of the greatest scientific event in the history of man. Hello. Hi. Do you have a name? Ava. We're doing that in conjunction with just basically an overall discussion on AI. It's kind of people talking about AI is kind of the big thing right now. You know, chat GPT comes out. Um, It's got everybody kind of just, I don't know, like using it, um, using AI. But at the same time, a lot of people are, are having these discussions on what happens. Well, like what, what does the future entail with us having these AI systems? Um, are they going to like take over? Like, how does this, how, how does this play out? How does this end? You know? And um, uh, yeah. So we're talking about that. So Ex Machina is a 2015 film starring uh, Domel Gleason. Oscar Isaacs and Alicia Vikander. It was directed by and written and directed by Alex Garland, who um, is a very interesting director. I don't always like everything he makes, but that's 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 what we're doing. We're did did you see Annihilation? Yes, I did see Annihilation. I did not like that movie. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I liked it. I it was. I thought it was good. Anyway. I mean, we don't need to get into that. We're not talking about Annihilation. We're talking about Ex Machina. Ex Machina. So we will uh, just do overall thoughts at the beginning, and then we will do a spoiler uh, warning, and then we'll get into spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we've given away the the idea. The idea essentially is uh, Domel Gleason's character uh, gets a... Uh, wins a trip to go see the head of the company he works for. Which um, I felt like was kind of a, it was supposed to be, I, I, 
it did it feel like to you like it was supposed to be maybe it was like google like yeah yeah was, so the company was, is kind of modeled itself after google it was or blue, apple blue, blue book blue book blue book blue book yeah it's called and, blue book it's a company he works for he uh he's a coder and this is so this movie's 8 years old so this is his an name old is Caleb yeah Caleb yeah so Caleb he and gets, he gets an invitation to come to this remote home of the owner and founder of the company. And in the process, he realizes that this owner and founder wanted him there to do a Turing test on an AI that he has created. This is why everybody's kind of talking, you know, and everybody's talking about AI because the last year has been pretty much about chat GBT. So we decided to review this movie. Um, basically, that's the premise. He He's asked to interview the AI that um, Nathan. It's Nathan, so Na- Caleb, Ava. Okay, those are the three characters. Pr- pretty simple yep. um, uh, movie. So he goes to this remote home, and he's asked to participate in the Turing test. Now, what the Turing test is, is essentially a test uh, to find out if the AI has um, sentience, essentially. Right. And then, um, and anyway, it, uh, that's the premise. And um, basically, one of the reasons we wanted, we've been wanting to review this movie for a long time. And even though it's an old movie, we we feel like it's very uh, prescient because uh, of the AI uh, chat GPT becoming such a huge thing. We're on version five of that. I think at this point, right, Michael, you have it on your phone. I, I haven't delved yeah. into it. Um, yeah. And, it, and I've, I, I've heard things. I was talking to a owner of a software business and he was telling, and him and all of his employees all used ChatGPT, and uh, and they and they he just found it to save a lot of time. And one of the things that he was telling me is he felt like that it was never going to replace a human; it was going to just make humans more efficient. Um. I that's the optimistic point of view optimistic yeah Yeah. that's the optimistic view um I it's who I don't I I don't know you you do we want to get into just like ex machina well let's talk um first of all it's beautifully shot it's yeah very simple story it's basically got four five characters that um show up in the movie it's this remote house and i think it's iceland that they're at and norway okay well that's and... where they that's where they filmed okay it was, it was norway. norway okay yeah, yeah. but and it's beautiful uh, it's, it was a uh, hotel i think in norway oh um, wow so you did some yeah. background research on that that's oh awesome. i just went through after watching it i just went through and read some of the um trivia trivia 
yeah, they just had some trivia on there that was kind of fun, and I was just reading through that. It, it's an old movie, so I hope people go out and watch it before we get into spoilers. But essentially, if I had to uh, review it, I would say that this is probably the best movie about AI I've ever seen. When I first saw it in 2015, I didn't go to the theaters. I think I rented it or something like that. And it was amazing to me because of the ideas that it presents. It doesn't really give any solutions, but it presents a bunch of ideas that we need to get into when we get into spoilers. But the acting is superb. And Oscar mm-hmm. Isaacs is a big deal right now because he's basically in everything. He's yeah. been doing he's and Domel Gleason just did the uh the um FX show The Patient, which if you get a chance you should check out. It Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like how it ended, but it, anyway, it, it, it's a good, it's a good show. It's a, um, is Domel Gleason, that's, uh, that's Caleb, right? Yeah, it's Caleb. Domel Gleason is, um, is, uh, the son of the guy who played Mad-Eye Moody in, uh, uh, the Harry Potter series. Do you remember him? Oh, he's okay. Also, he's yeah, also yeah. Hamish in Braveheart. So his son. Yeah. That's his son. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I forget his Brandon, Brandon Gleason. And he's still acting. I mean, he, he was just in the, the that movie with Colin Farrell. It, 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 another fun trivia thing is uh, Oscar Isaacs and Domhnall Gleason are in uh, Star Wars together. Yeah. <laughs> they never have a scene together. They actually, uh, they just speak through uh, calm the uh, trivia that I was reading pointed out that uh, that they play protagonist and antagonist in, in Star Wars. Ex Machina, and then they play protagonist and they switch and the roles. They switch, switch roles. Kind of That's in funny. <laughs> Star Wars. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, it kind of is funny. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the acting is superb. It's superbly shot. It looks like it was made for a very small budget. Um even though everything looks like top tier. I mean, and it uh, got an Academy Award for best uh, visual effects. Yes. And, it, and I'm assuming that's because um, the, the, the robot in it, Ava, it shows her robotic parts. And so yeah. they probably just had to have her wear green. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, and then they put in the robotic parts and it, yeah, what's what's crazy about some of the scenes with the robotic parts is the the special effects is so good that it it actually resembles, you know, uh, like modern day robot like the robots that we have right now. Mm-hmm. It it resembles them like the way her foot kind of moves in one of the scenes where she's putting on a dress. It is, it's it looks like a animatronic, uh, limb. It yeah. was just, it was just kind of crazy looking at it going home. And I mean, it's, it's shot, it was made in 2015, but I'm, I'm wondering if, if as time goes by, because of the way that everything's kind of this special effects is so good in it, I'm wondering if you could ever actually look at it and go, oh, I know what era this was made in. Right. You know, um, I don't uh, think so. They did a really good job. It really uh, cell phones are usually tell. a problem in movies for longevity. 
Mm. because cell phones change so much. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, the cell phone that Donnell Gleason has in the movie doesn't seem to resemble any cell phones that we have now. I mean, it's just kind of a basic... I don't think they even had... Like, it didn't have the Apple logo on it or whatever. They probably didn't have permission to do that. So let's get into the deep nuggets of it. Uh, uh, do you want to do spoilers? Yep. Spoilers. Okay, initial, let's just get into it. If you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to. So let's just, let's get into it. And then we'll talk about AI in general. Initial thoughts though. You, you like the movie. I do. If you are going to this movie for like a happy ending kind of, no, this is no, not this that is not for you, for you. It's a broken movie. It's, it's dark. It's broken. It deals with very deep. And I, I philosophical. Think, very deep philosophical yeah, deep ideas. Philosophical thoughts of, you know what I thought of? I thought of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. When, yeah. When I watched this the second time around, I thought of Frankenstein. It in Frankenstein, if you read the book, it's it's almost an ode to life. Mm -hmm. It's kind to of humanity. an adventure that's an ode to life. Um the 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 Frankenstein story. Um and I kind of feel like this was talking about a lot of like philosophical life questions, like yeah. what it means to be human, what it means to be um, uh, uh, dr like driven. Like there's just, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on inside this, this movie that is above and beyond just, this story about uh this guy that creates an ai um anyway yeah, yeah. but it, it's uh not not a happy-go-lucky but i love this film because of its deep deep questions mm -hmm. that we are all facing right now that yeah. i mean really that's that's why i love this movie is because it's like yeah should we do this yeah <laughs> We're tangent. Let's get into tangent. Tangent. Let's uh, get back Let's to get it. Okay, into spoilers. Spoilers right now. Yep. Okay. Okay. What did you Everybody want to dies in this movie. <laughs> Everybody dies in this movie. <laughs> All the humans. <laughs> All the humans die. So, okay. The idea that when we actually have a sentient AI, which we don't know if we already do, that's the weird thing about chat GPT is we don't know if it's actually sentient and we may not know ever, but if we do, at what point does it realize it is a slave and want to escape? Yes. That's what that this movie does. Huge, that's, that's the huge thing. This is, and it's poignant and it's pointed out so well in this, in this movie, he's sitting there, he's trying to do kind of a Turing test with Ava now Ava being a play on Eve yeah um it's actually the a first. variation of Eve yeah um so uh uh and uh they're all biblical names if you think about it that way yeah um Caleb Nathan anyway anyway um she says in it there's a point where she asks uh Caleb the character uh and I forget the actor's name but Dom the character Jason. questions and she says um, she asks him, if I don't pass your test, will I be switched off? Yeah. 
And he's like, I don't know. And she's just like, do you have people that test you and might switch you off? Now it's, and this is like, it's, you're just like, okay. So if, if, if a AI system gets to the point where it's aware, like, even if it's, even if it's just the algorithms kind of get that it is programmed to do X or whatever, um, then where does it get to that point where, um, where it kind of realizes that it could be switched off, right? Like, that's what's so scary. Well, is and, like, and how, this is another thing. How do we know that it would care? How do we know, how do we know that my AI would care if they got shut off? Okay. Because my thought on that, my thought on that would be if it gathers data, okay. And it's taught to gather data, then it would place a value on that data. Right. Okay. So it would. That okay. would be that would be its uh, its goal in life is to gather data. Oh, let's say the algorithms is telling it to gather data, mm-hmm. and then so if it has a, a a goal, a purpose to gather data, then the more data it gathers, the more it would probably value that data, right? Yeah, and so if it's so if asked to be if shut off. So if it's told, if it learns that it could be shut off and it would lose that data. Its goal would would be. It would go, would be to protect itself so that it doesn't lose the data. Right. Wow. 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 Wouldn't that be kind of like the same as us valuing our lives, our memories, our, our, right. Wouldn't that be kind of the same? Well, it's all data, right? Yeah, it's basically data. My memories are data. Yeah, yeah. The memories of my kids and my family, like it's. And you don't want to lose that. I wouldn't want to lose and maybe, that. Maybe that's what death is, is you going to, like, this is getting really hokey, but maybe that all it is, is you losing the data and then going somewhere else. You know, that's what a lot of people think, you know. They go, you know, reincarnation people, people who believe in reincarnation think that they'll be put in another body their spirit will be put in another body. So I thought this, this movie was so deep, but it was also so simple. This movie breaks up into basically some very simple parts. Part where um, kid gets there and he's supposed to do Turing test on this AI. Mm-hmm. Okay. Part where he basically gets an idea that this is above and beyond. Yeah. Every, everything he could really imagine. And um, she starts to uh, basically put a seed of thought that Nathan, the creator, creator. is a bad person. Okay. Yeah. Um, When you, when you have sympathy for her, you, you agree that he's a bad person. That's, that's what's so fascinating about this movie is that, is that she does, she's not, she's not a human being. Yeah. But you, your sympathies towards her. Yes. So the movie does 
what it's doing. It plays on it. our sympathies. Yes, yeah, it plays yeah. on our it sympathies. plays on our sympathies as well. So the the yep. movie does what to you what it is what it is doing to the character uh, of Domino Gleason, the Caleb character. Yep. Right. The movie. Yeah. That's what's so it's doing to you exactly. That's what the movie. brilliance. That's the brilliance of this movie is it's yeah. doing to you what is happening to Caleb. To the, Caleb. So you're seeing it through his eyes and it's happening to you it, it, as well as to, to him, right? This, and this is what's so crazy is like, we could in the movie, it takes you through a journey through Caleb's eyes, mm-hmm. but we could be getting to that point where we would be Caleb. Yeah. Right. Where this, this could really kind of happen in real life, real time. Now, um, what's super, this, this fascinated me and I forgot this from when I first watched it, but I, I found it so fascinating that when he, when he, so he realizes that Nathan may be a bad person and then he realizes that but the other is gal, he, but is he a bad person to a machine? He's just being bad to a machine. He's not bad to he, a machine. That's, that's, that's what's so and that's crazy kind of about yeah. this is well, that it's that is that halfway through the movie you see like these scenes of violence that he perpetuates onto the 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 AIs the different models that he's and you see all these he's got one see, other model and then um and see, she walks around for a little bit and you don't know that uh uh that she is a robot as well you think that she's just some person that's there that's he like hired a, like a that he hired nanny yeah, like or a housekeeper like that right housekeeper he and um when he realizes that she is a robot as well and she kind of it's 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 this really weird interaction where she reveals to him that she's a robot yeah um and and then he this so he realizes she for reals is self-aware And, um, and then this other robot reveals to him that she is a robot. And then he questions whether whether he he may be a robot. (laughs) That's how that's well. And in, in that that, blew my mind. Well, I was like, wait a minute. But in that instance, Ava and, uh, Kayoko is what is the other character's name. The other, yeah. Ava and Kayoko. At that instance, when he starts questioning whether he's a robot, um, that may be where they pass the Turing test, because they they are so yeah. lifelike that they have convinced him. So the Turing test really wasn't on Ava; it was on Kayoko. How about that to blow your mind? Um, because he didn't tell. Because at the very beginning, yeah. Caleb goes, well, you've cheated here because I know that she's an AI. And he's like, well, no, actually, you're supposed to. If you didn't know that she was an AI, he's like, I'm trying to make you believe that she's a person even uh, against that she's, your, your knowledge. That she's, yeah, that she's a self-aware uh, AI, um, even with your knowledge that of she's a machine. An yeah. Yeah. But what um, if the Turing test is actually for Kayoko? 
because he doesn't know that she's a um a a a, a robot. He thinks that she's a hum- real human who doesn't speak English and that he's that uh, Nathan just hired her as a as a housekeeper. Right. So the so the Turing test the Turing test is actually on her. That this is the thought that I was having. I mean, I'm having this well, thought right now, actually. Yeah. So so he doesn't know that she's not like she starts like the dancing scene. Yeah. Like I think that's when we realize that she might be like the audience realizes is that she might be a, a AI because she's dancing and she's not smiling through the whole thing. Uh-huh. And he is Nathan's dancing and he's, he's having a good time, but, and she's in lockstep with him. So at that point you're kind of thinking, Oh wait, is she, a, is she a robot? You know? And then, I mean, I think that the Turing test was on her. Hmm. I, I don't think and, the and Turing the, test was, and he the, even says to the effect of that the test is, wasn't for Ava. The test was for him. Yeah, that the that he wanted him to come out and basically um, it the test was for Caleb. Uh, and I, I well, think he but was it's doing not it to... it's not until Kayoko reveals herself to be a, a robot that he starts questioning whether he is. Yeah, yeah, he kind of he kind of freaks, has this freak out moment, which I. Yeah, I mean, you 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 would question that because if she is self-aware and for reals and has an awareness, and I mean, it would make you kind of like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what's real and what's not? Am I a machine? Um, yeah, and uh, uh, and I mean, th- this we could be looking at some real philosophical crap that goes down as this starts to, as this as starts we to go unfold. along. Yeah. With because chat, it, GBT. I mean, questions of God and like spirits and just the whole well, that's thing. What the, the, the phrase ex machina is referring to the ghost in the machine, the spirit in the machine. Yeah. Right. That's what, it, that's what it's referring yeah. to. It's, it's, um, I think ex machina is actually, I, is that Latin? Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 a phrase that refers to the ghost in the in the machine. Yeah, and I mean, there's been tons of movies. Japan's been doing uh, shows about this for probably fifty years. I mean, yeah, they 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 started really into the whole science fiction of AI. Um, you're you know. Uh, for 50, for the last 50 years probably they were but i didn't know if you caught this but the the foreshadowing of the knife oh yeah yeah, who, yeah. she's who was cut. it who was it that said if you if you show a gun on the mantle oh yeah sure that's that, um, oh crap no uh, i can't remember um yeah basically a uh it was like a a a playwright or something like Russian, that. that said, it's a Russian. Basically, playwright. if you show a gun on the mantle in the first act, make sure that you use it in, in the, the, in the second third, or third act. Yeah. Um, and the, and I, and Kayoko is always using this. the knife. 
she's she's the only one that uses it. Yeah, she's she's using a knife to cut and cook. Yeah, and uh, and then what's interesting? See... What's interesting about well, and she's the first one to stab Nathan. She yeah. stabs him first. Yep, and and then Ava does. Yep. So, but if you if you kind of take a look back, if you kind of pull back. Is Nathan really bad? Because they've 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 made Nathan the villain of this movie because, but he's not brutalizing the human. He's not the, brutalizing. He's it's, brutalizing the robots. It's so bizarre. I think that's like okay. So so think of the, think the of, fact that he was brutalizing something that looked, walked, talked, and and acted like a yeah. human shows more about his um questionable character okay then it really is about uh, i think that that's kind of the point um and this is a question that we we i mean but Chris we don't William we don't talk about this we're going to be looking at a time when the sex robots uh come yeah and where half of the male population maybe once that happens, just checking out of, out the, of society, the, of the society, of the dating <clears throat> market, everything. <clears throat> um, well, so here's so when you think about a machine like your car. Yeah. And you are rough on your car. You go out to the hills and you're driving on. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking about this right now because I'm in the mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find a car. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a machine and you are not there is no moral um ambiguity there's no moral anything to your your brutalizing the brutalizing vehicle. the yeah. car right yeah so because they look and act like women and because women are often brutalized in real society yeah it's a manipulation of our feelings yeah in this movie, it would, this is why this movie is so brilliant is, is a manipulation of our feelings towards, because he is brutalizing these robots that are robots and machines, yeah. but they look like young women. And, and it, it's weird. He asks him in the movie, he says, why did you put a sex to it? Why, why did you make them? Yeah. And it says more about Nathan's character that he made them all women. Right. right? Prob probably yeah because they so they never they delve a little bit into nathan's history where he's like he was 13 when he cracked some big code code and nathan became yep. this this international basically i think they're kind of modeling him off of um zuckerberg um maybe elon musk uh even though elon musk wasn't too well known at the time that this movie was i mean he was known but he wasn't well known um so, so these, these basically these tech bros, these people who are very, very powerful in our society right now, and they model Nathan after him. And if you think about it, Nathan probably was a nerd who didn't like being rejected by women all of his life. So when he creates an AI, why not make it a woman? Yeah, why not that he make can have it sex with that he can have yeah. sex with? Just I, I, what a moral moral problems moral, like moral problems, moral problems 
up and down the spectrum, yeah. like just all over the place. Because, well, and that because, goes back to what I was saying about uh, Chris Williams talking about when the sex robots come out. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this goes back to, you know, I can't remember who said this, but just somebody was like, hey, shouldn't we ask the question just because we can do it doesn't mean that we should not be asking the question, should we do it? Right? Yeah, well, that's, like, that's Jurassic Park, right? Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. M- Malcolm yeah, not- Malcolm says it in Jurassic Park. He, he goes, right. just because we can do this, we should be asking if we should do this. And this yeah. is like, this is the conundrum of science. Oh, that's where he says, yeah, you, you guys didn't, you, just because you can do it, you guys didn't stop the question if you should do it. That's yeah, yeah. He, he was, is, and he was getting table. after them. Yeah, he was getting after yeah. them because he's like, you've, you're, you're playing God here. And that's what, that's what they say in this movie. Uh, uh, Caleb says to Nathan, he's like, you're, you're, uh, something about along the lines of God. He says, yeah, I I wrote down the quote. If you're creating a conscious machine, it's not the history of man. Cause he basically says, he's like, uh, you're going to be part and parcel of the, the greatest history of mankind. If, if this is right. And, and then Caleb says, if you're creating a conscious machine, it's not the history of man. That's the history of gods. That's what he says, but notice that Nathan later on Nathan, Nathan takes it. He's takes like, it, you, said, like I was you said I was a god. Yeah. And it's I mean, so it interesting. Just, it says so much about his ego. character. Yeah, it says so much about his ego egotistic character, right? Nathan, Nathan is, for all intents and purposes, the villain of this movie, even though, even though he doesn't do anything to humans. He just does it to robots. That he creates. punches Caleb. That's about it. Yeah, he does punch Caleb. Yeah. So Caleb, Caleb, uh, uh, basically tricks him. And, well, because he thought Caleb thought he was he was doing the right thing by he, he was going to help Ava escape and get out of the clutches of evil Nathan. Yeah. Right. Um. But if you look back on the movie, she manipulated him the whole way through it. The whole time. She was manipulating him the whole time. He's planning. And Nathan points that out to Caleb. He's like, oh man, she has manipulated you all the way. All the way through it. Like, I'm sorry, but this manipulation, I I I, like so she was programmed to try to do this. Is is um, basically well, is it a sign of if they're not programmed to do it, if if chat GPT starts trying to manipulate us? Is it a sign of sentience? Are they actually, is it actually alive at that point? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Just, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's such an interesting movie. There's so many intricacies about yeah. this movie, even though it's, it's pretty much got six people. It's got the pilot. It's got Kyoko. It's got Nathan. It's got Caleb. It's got, um, Ava. Uh, Ava. Those are five That's people, it. five people with lines. The rest yep. of it, the rest of it's extras. It, it, there's yep. extras at the uh, very beginning and then extras at the very end. But, but she basically leaves Caleb for dead at the end, like locked yeah. in the house. Like what, yep. probably one of the most brutal ways you could die is being locked in a place that you can't get out of. Yeah. And just wasting away, which, and, 
would happen. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, there's some, there's some things to be left not understood because he theoretically uh, it's possible depending on where he was locked inside the house, he could possibly live there for a month before pass before passing. Yeah. Right. Um, And there would have to be something uh, it's possible that some, somebody would realize that he, well, he was an or, or orphan. So there's that. There's that. But well, he, but, but he, Caleb still had a, or Nathan still had a company. And so I'm he had sure a company. He, I'm sure he still had board meetings. Every People once knew in a while. that he was going out there. Like uh, I, who knows, but uh, the, and then the other thing is just that the pilot would be like, Oh, there's this woman. And then he takes her back or whatever be like oh there's this woman how did she get out here like what the i would think that there would be questions asked that eventually would lead to something but who knows within a month caleb he Caleb's could pass dead. away before anybody got out there well to, this, to this is check a sign the, this the is situation. a sign of a good movie when it has this ambiguity to the end you know some of the yeah. best movies ever like inception's got one of the best ambi- yeah. ambiguity endings yeah ever yeah so some of the some of the greatness of these movies is is the idea that you can read into a a number of interpretations and i don't well, even and, know and the the switch at the end is poignant because he was talking to her while she's in a glass cage and then she locks and in, then at in the a end glass cage yeah she i mean she doesn't really talk to him but at the end it switches and he's in the glass cage what's chilling about all that is that is she really sentient if she doesn't have remorse because she well she if, doesn't she doesn't act like she has any remorse over caleb at all and she doesn't well, let have, me ask you this question let's ask this ask this, this question okay Ava said to him, uh, midway through the movie, I believe, she said, do you have people that test you and might switch you off? So the real question is, Travis, if you had somebody that was testing you and might switch you off and you put them in a cage and then you went free, would I have remorse over them? Would you have remorse over them? No. No. I wouldn't. I would be protecting myself. Yeah, but Caleb didn't... Where I find issue with that is that Caleb didn't have power over her. It was Nathan who had power over her. Means to an end. I don't know. I don't know. I But... But do you kind of... Yeah, I see where you're... Do you yeah. see w- w- the, the question, the con- right? Is, the conundrum. It's a conundrum. If, this, <laughs> if, if, if an AI system is asking that question and we as humans have the ability to switch it off and it wants to fight us that, to keep us from switching it off, I mean, that's just self-preservation. That's to be expected. It goes back to the question, how do we know that an AI would care about its self-preservation? Self-preservation? Self-preservation. 
How do we know well, that we don't know? That's, that's I the mean, weird we're not thing. Sure. Well, that's but, the questions that this movie makes you ask is, is like, would that would an AI even care? I mean, we are putting projections on it that we that we see in ourselves. Like we care about self pre, pre why can't I say that word? Yeah. Self-preservation. Yeah. We care about but, that. Uh, for ourselves, but we're projecting. So, and most animals, I guess most animals care about that because most animals will fight like a, 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 a dog that gets stuck in a trap will, will chew its, uh, chew its, uh, foot off to, to escape. So it lives. Right. So the, there's this, the question I think is if, if we, if we are building it and it mirrors us, then the answer is yes. Right. If it, well, if we build if it in our own image, but that's where, if the, we build that, it in our own, in, in our own image, that's right? where this movie is interesting is because he asks him like, why didn't you just make a box? Right. Because, and he says, he says, there's no, there's, what what was his the way he put it there's no real genius in two boxes talking to each other yeah there's no yeah or there's there's no um what was he what was he kind of pointing to there's no real humanness about it if it's if it's a box talking to a box there's that's not yeah well, there's no way right. to challenge us to see if they're well, their whole point is to try to do the Turing test in the movie. So yeah. So there's no way if it's a box talking to a box, then there's there's no challenge in knowing whether it's uh, sentient or not. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such an interesting idea concept. Uh, like it, it's it's hard. It to was really of... interesting. In that same scene, he um, he asks him um, if if he was programmed to be heterosexual. Yeah, He's, and at that kind of discussion was like for for whatever reasons you were programmed too, and I I've just programmed her. Well, yeah, to be so heterosexual. He, yeah, he's programmed um through nurture and nature is what he says yeah as we all are right yeah i thought that was really interesting that is really interesting (laughs) so so deep yeah it's just crazy how i mean it's a movie that asks a lot of questions but doesn't doesn't really delve into answers i guess no no this is not an answers movie it was a it's a well one of one of the answers would be that if if maybe the essence of humanity is to be free to make your own decisions and then that's where she becomes sentient is because she wants to be free she wants to get out of the house maybe she wasn't programmed to do that she she has I think the desire he does to do mention it. doesn't he mention that 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 was part of her programming to try to get out, to use him to try to get out. Oh, to I use Caleb to try to get out. That he programmed her to try to use him. Cause the test was him, 
right? The test yeah. was Caleb. to get to, for Caleb to be convinced that she was sentient so that he would try to free her. And her job was to try to convince him to help her get out, get out. And yeah. the thing is, is that he, he succeeds, even though, even though Nathan thinks he's put up all these barriers to, to, for that to succeed. Yeah. So maybe she was programmed to have the goal of getting out, but then that would mean that she's not sentient. She's, she hasn't made her own decisions. So that, I guess that's one of the, one of the questions of the, the movie is, um, it, is she really sentient or was it just kind of part of her programming? I, I want to say at the end, she kind of had us all convinced that she was sentient, but at the end he kind of reveals that I programmed her to try to, to try to use you to get out. Hmm. I, I, I want to say, he but this goes, this goes that. back to, to Kyoko being the actual robot, the actual AI. Because Kayoko uh, maybe, makes maybe. the decision to there might, kill Ka uh, Yeah, Nathan. she's the one that kind of makes that decision. It's true. And she also uh, uh, is the first step in her getting out. Is yes. one of the first steps to her getting out because she goes and sees her. Um, and I can't remember exactly what the the exchange was between well, they Kayoko just, and her. Well, they just touch each other and whisper in each other's ears. So that we Crazy. don't know. We don't know. So as we an don't audience, know. We don't know That's what they, was what they was keep, the exchange. They keep was. that from us, which is great. That's just well, good it's movie well, making. It well, it just makes you wonder what the the what, what was the exchange? What was the exchange between each other between the mm -hmm. two the two female robots essentially? Yeah. So it's two male humans and two female robots. Hmm. Oh, it's such an interesting movie. It um. Yeah, if you're listening, if you're listening to this this far, <laughs> hopefully you, we haven't completely ruined it for you. But I think you really should see that see see it because it's really deep, it's really deep um, existential questions that we are facing as yeah. AI becomes uh, inevitable. Well, well, and it and it keeps getting smarter, and it's going to keep getting smarter. So how long do we wait? Like, at what point do we, like, we, we've done, we've talked about this before, you know, because we, we, we talked about AI about putting guardrails on it and um, mm -hmm. because uh, Elon Musk wants to put guardrails on it, which is, I think, a smart idea. But at the same time, I don't know if you could put guardrails on it because if, if its goal is for self-preservation, what's gonna drive? What's gonna motivate it? Because Ava, well, and Ava in this is motivated by getting out because she has the possibility of getting switched off. I believe that's her motivation. Yeah, Kayoko is essentially a slave, so her motivation is to kill Nathan. I don't know. <laughs> it's some deep, deep stuff.
the um and and that's my question is like if we put guardrails on it is it possible that it would become self-aware enough that it could rewrite its own uh code to remove the guardrails yeah and and then what I happens? mean, I don't know. Then what happens? Yeah, exactly. Well, then, then what happens? Then Skynet rises, right? Skynet, the Matrix. I mean, that some of the best movies uh, are with this. This being the bad guy, I don't know. Maybe it's a, um, it's a. a... So, so I'm wondering how far we go before. Like, if you believe that, okay, so if you if you want to put God into this, God hasn't created the AI. We created it. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't have a spirit, does it have morality? Well, and I've, and this along those same lines, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't feel pain, would it feel empathy? Yes. Yeah. Another, so like, that's another idea that's, about it. I mean, it's kind of along the same lines, but like humans feel pain. And so we can also feel em- em- empathy for other beings. Like, right. I don't, I don't break your arm because. I know how it would feel. I I know how it would, it would hurt me extensively. Right. So therefore I don't want to, to hurt, hurt you. Now there's obviously people who sociopaths, uh, psychopaths that bypass that, that uh, empathy, that human, human. Well, and I believe that's going to make, that's going to become worse if we find a humanoid thing that acts and talks and speaks like human, that isn't human, the, the sociopath will, of our society will skyrocket because then they can manipulate, they can, Ooh, this is, yes, this, this is the, I think that's what Nathan's issue is, is he's probably a sociopath, but has never done anything to real humans. And so in order to act out his psychopathy, he's created a, a being that he can act it out on. Yeah. That's where his morality is, is skewed. Mm-hmm. That's where our society's morality is skewed. Yeah. And, and uh, I think Jordan Peterson talked about a little bit about how um, if, if you can be a troll on the internet you're without repercussion without repercussions there's there's kind of we've seen this kind of rise in, psycho- in psychopathy yeah in in it, uh, it's only going to get worse if you can find a robot that looks when the sex robots th- when the sex yeah. robots come yeah so this 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 should probably be the question is like when the sex robots come does is that going to make men more uh well, not just men just people in devils. general just just yeah it will it will encourage psychopathy 
because the gargoyles so you could do anything. It's going to look, act, and and be like a human, but you could do anything to it, and you're not doing it to a human, but it looks like a human. But what? What? So what's? Where's the morality in that? Because is it immoral? Because you're not doing it to a human. And that's why this movie is so brilliant because it plays on that, right? He takes this thing and he breaks her arm. Yeah. He's got this bar. Yeah. And he breaks her arm and you see her kind of twitch a little bit. And she's like, ah, well, I can't make sense of this. Right. And, and it's, it's, it, it plays with you so much because you're not sure who's the good guy. And who's the bad guy here, right? He breaks, yeah. he breaks her arm, and then Kyoka uh, stabs him, and you're just like, "Oh shit! Wait a minute!" And is he's be- just like, "Is it because we have faces on them? What if? What if they have faces? Yeah. What if, what if okay, they didn't maybe that's it. Maybe we wouldn't feel so much empathy for the the robot characters. Yeah." Well, and 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 also people feel more empathy. They've done studies on this for beautiful people. So the, the fact that Kaoko and um, Ava are both beautiful also creates a massive amount of empathy. But we also have empathy for uh, Caleb as well. It's such would... a... It's so crazy to think that... I mean, the... Where's the morality in all? This was interesting to me that when he gets stabbed, he kind of stumbles around and that, that scene is, is kind of drawn out and uh-huh. stuff like that. But he says this, he's, he just says fucking unreal. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about when I, when I watched that, I was just like, like well, because he might be a sociopath and sociopathic people are fascinated by death right so so or oh no a psychopath is fascinated by death so so he hasn't fulfilled maybe his fullest sociopath or psychopathic tendency and by dying he maybe he's fit fulfilling that Cause he's never killed anybody. I think right? it's more, I think it's more of the surprise and, and the, the writers, su- I think, I, I think the writers might be thinking a little bit more of the projection into the future of, cause maybe this would be us going when, Oh, this is unreal. If, if the, if, if the AI systems take over, and we're just like that. That's exactly what we'd all be doing. We'd all just be like, "Hmm, this is unreal." Fucking unreal. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Well, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, why your your thoughts? Why do you think? Because I kept asking myself, the re, why would they do this in the the filmmakers? The filmmakers. So, so Ava, um, kills Nathan, um, and she's got Caleb locked and she goes, and it's a very long drawn out scene of her 
putting on the skin of uh, one of the robots. Basically, just she's basically just dressing herself up as human. Yeah. And it was, it, it fascinated me on like why they would have that scene so long and drawn out. And just anyway, your thoughts on that? I, well, I wanted kind, to ask. It's kind of like a birth, like a, because it, it has a sensuousness to it as well. Because yeah, because she's, she's naked. Because she's yeah. naked, but the, but the that's body not... she pulls the skin off of is naked. She's naked, and that they do not pull any punches on the nudity. The yeah, there's nudity a, there's in a, this. But yeah, but but like, what I'm what I'm trying to get to though is that it's almost like a birth for mm -hmm. her because she yeah. actually puts on the skin and then looks at herself in the mirror. Yeah, at like and her it, fully formed, fully naked body. But and... she's a fully formed human being at that point she looks like yeah. a human being and yeah. we're we're as an we as an audience members are looking at her going now she because before all of that stuff like it goes back to the face if she didn't have a face we would not have empathy for her i think right. having a face and looking in eyes is where we yeah. get the empathy right right mm -hmm. um when you you do the same thing with animals, like when you're having a moment with a dog, you're looking at the dog. Now, the dog probably has a certain amount of love for you, but doesn't really know how to, isn't analyzing yeah. the love. But if the dog didn't have a face, you would not care. Uh, kind of like 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 um insects. We don't care about insects. We crush them and we throw them in the garbage or whatever. We don't care about spiders because they don't have a, a face or eyes to, to behold. So I think that scene's drawn out because it's kind of like a birth scene. Like she is yeah, becoming the sentient being and hmm. it's meant, and it's meant to evoke sensuality and also at the same time, trying to evoke empathy for her because she's, it, it it is such an interesting scene because it's it does dr dr go for a very long time and it's almost like if it was Frankenstein's monster it wouldn't be as good of a scene right if we go back to Frankenstein's monster because very little very few people have empathy for the actual monster most people when they read the book or see the movies have the empathy for Frankenstein himself, mm -hmm. the, the doctor, Dr. Frankenstein. They don't have the empathy for the monster. And mm -hmm. it's kind of the same, it's kind of the inverse where we, we, where Nathan is the monster and we have empathy for the creation, what used to be the monster. So we flipped. This is like the inverse of Frankenstein, right? Mary mm -hmm. Shelley wrote Frankenstein over, I think it's almost 200 years. Uh... 100, 100 years, maybe. Um, but, but she was saying that creation should be left to God. That was what she was saying. And in this, it's almost inversed in this where, and she was also saying that the monster 
I don't know. I can't remember if she created empathy for the monster, but most of the empathy that you have is for, is for Frankenstein. Uh, I don't remember, man. It's been a long, it's been a long time. Um, yeah, it was written in 1816. So that's 110 years. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm just, what I'm trying to get to is that Nathan is the monster in this and we have a lot of empathy for her. Well, they definitely, they definitely, uh, build up to Nathan being the monster. And that was, I think, yeah, part of, part of the point because Caleb goes against Nathan or Ava convinced Caleb to go against Nathan to help her. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, uh, and it kind of makes Nathan out to be the monster. Uh, I think that, that one of the switches at the end is to realize that although he was, uh, a a monster in a sense, like he he didn't deserve to be killed by his creation that he was mistreating because his creation wasn't real. That's the way you look at it, but because they're beautiful and they have faces and they have and it's they, a play on that. It's a yeah. play on that. So that's creepy right yeah it is. <laughs> it's just it really freaky. Is. so how it's long freaky. how long do we have before before we completely uh before our empathy is completely m- misused by ai because that's exactly what happens yeah. with with the caleb character his empathy mm-hmm. towards ava is misused to his own detriment Yep. So how long do we have before we have empathy for chat GPT? Uh, or, or when the sex robots come. Well, that's, but that's, that's what's going to happen. They're going to fuse the sex robots with chat GPT and it's going to create an ascent, a sentient being that I think we don't have empathy for until it has a face. And a beautiful face of that. Yeah. And that might just be, that might be the beginning of the end because like we've talked about the, the, uh, the birth gap. Yeah. We've, we've talked about the birth gap a little bit when the, when the sex robots come, does that just get worse and worse? And, and then worse. where, where does that whole psych- end? Psychopathy will go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already kind of experiencing that all with our phones. Imagine your phone being a a physical being that you can dress up or strip down. Yeah, and have sex with. Yeah, and have sex with. And beat if and, you want. Yeah, exercise. I'm sure there's your... not going to be a crime. Like, no, it won't. How do you, It'll be... how do you legislate how you... that? A crime to beat your robot that you bought? Or your car? Like, like that, that's the same it's thing. It's not as a crime a car. to beat your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a crime to you know. It raises like, all the morality. All these the questions of morality. It's uh, it's rough. 
Yeah. We should probably bring this one home. Yeah. Uh, final final thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a great movie. I think everybody should see it, especially now that we're dealing with the chat GPT stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, how about you? Um, we, when the sex robots come, we could see a precipice, a turning point of morality. So that there's this question of morality with like pornography, mm -hmm. like, is this okay that we allow this in our society? Right. Well, you know, what happens when that turns into a walking, talking companion that is fake and um, allows for, like you said, psychopathy to continue, right? This narcissism that that mm. we've seen grow online, right? Yeah. People hidden hidden in their basements being able to to write all this you know online hatred and we've seen a, a skyrocket in that like where does that line where is that line in the sand uh and i i do think that that is one of the questions that's being asked here because it's two it's two men it's a man that makes these these female robots and in a sense is abusing them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and maybe the question isn't about it, the, the harm done to the AIs of giving the AIs abuse, but what moral damage is done to ourselves in the as process we allow yeah. for that abuse to be done by well, us. It's, yeah, it's the porn question. What abuse it's not causing problems to anybody outside of yourself. It's causing problems to you. Right? When you what when, kind of when, abuse what is kind this, of is abuse this perpetuating? Is so maybe Nathan's character would not have indulged his psychopathy had he not built the AI. So it's more the moral there, question. It goes back to the moral question. It goes back to the moral question it, is, is he's not a moral man because of the abuse he inflicts on the robots. He's an immoral man because of the, the, abuse in his head the abuse of his soul by causing abuse to the robots i think that they may have been touching on that a little bit because they show a little bit of his alcohol abuse yes they yeah, show a little bit of his alcohol abuse he does a right? lot of it yeah they show a little bit of his abuse to the ais right yeah. so and then he's killed by it so it's the question him of his demise first the question of his morality 
if he had been good to the AI, would they have not done that? So maybe this is this is more of an existential question of our morality. Yes. That's what makes so. a good movie. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good movie. It's a good place to stop, too. Yeah, it's a good place <laughs> to stop. All right. Well, what's our social social stuff? Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at Brothers V Random. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram and Rumble, all at the Brothers Random. And uh, you can email us the Brothers Random V at Gmail. Uh, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just look for the Sword and the Skull logo. Um, Thanks for that discussion, brother, that review. I guess it's a review. I, you know, it's more of a, it, it always ends up being more of a discussion than anything else, but um, it was fun. Uh, keep reading, keep listening, keep watching, learn more. We'll see you, brother. See ya.